What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And today I'm gonna to be jumping into some Dynasty buys and some Dynasty sells. So I think two players that I'm gonna be buying low on in Dynasty and then three players that I'm gonna be looking to pivot off of. If you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any thoughts, uh, let me know down below in the comment section. You know, if you wanna run a trade by me, maybe you wanna argue against buying or selling one of these players, I wanna hear your thoughts down below in the comment section. And let's just jump right into it. We're going to start off by talking about one of my buy lows, and it is going to be Trey Lance. So I'm going to be using uh, Keep Trade Cut to kind of reference player values. Obviously, it's not perfect, but it's probably like the best we've got in terms of like consensus ADP. So starting off here with Trey Lance, he is going off the board as the quarterback 20 and around like an eighth round uh, startup pick. Now, there have been a ton of rumors surrounding Trey Lance, both like trade rumors and then also reports about him maybe being the backup, not being the starter to start off the season. We've heard some stuff about Brock Purdy potentially being the starter if he's going to be healthy by week one. We've even seen some like Sam Darnold takes thrown in there. I think we have like a few different situations that could play out here with Trey Lance. The first one would be Trey Lance is the 49ers week one starter. They roll with him as the guy. And you know, at this value, an eighth round startup pick, that would be a massive win for Trey Lance. I also think if Trey Lance gets traded to another team who's obviously going to want him as the starter to, you know, kind of see what they have there, I think that would also be a win. You're getting Trey Lance in the eighth round. Maybe it's not the great landing spot that the 49ers is, but still starting on an NFL team in super flex dynasty fantasy football, like that is going to be very, very valuable. The only real L here I could see for Trey Lance is if the 49ers keep him on the roster, but they end up starting a Brock Purdy or a Sam Darnold. Cause at that point you're like, you're just sitting there as the backup. Maybe there's not a ton of trade interest. And I just don't really see that happening. I feel like the 49ers are either gonna play him or he's gonna go start somewhere else. And I just think you're looking at the type of draft capital Trey Lance got. Third overall pick. These quarterbacks don't just disappear, especially when they're at the quarterback position, and especially when they haven't even gotten a fair shake. This is not a situation where Trey Lance has come out and just played terrible. It's not like he's pulled a Zach Wilson and just not been able to do anything. Trey Lance has started four games in his NFL career. Two of them were in his rookie season where he was playing behind Jimmy Garoppolo. And then the other two were in 2022. The first one was like a monsoon game in Chicago. And then he suffers a season ending injury in week two. So we really have no idea what we're going to be getting out of Trey Lance. I feel like he's being valued as if he's like fallen off a cliff in terms of his production. We have no idea what we're dealing with with Trey Lance. We know why he was drafted third overall. He's very talented and he has a very, very high rushing ceiling, which is kind of the crazy thing here. Like if he was a pocket passer who hadn't been able to get on the field, I could understand, you know, this eighth round uh, rookie startup pick. But the fact that he has that upside, it really just makes his ADP kind of crazy to me. And I think he's in a spot where kind of similar to like an Anthony Richardson type, where as long as he steps on the field and uses his legs in the first few weeks where he's the starter, his value is going to increase no matter what. He doesn't even have to play well for that value to go up. As soon as you see him on the field, he's getting those rushing opportunities. He's getting, you know, the six point rushing touchdowns. The value is going to skyrocket. On keep trade cut, we have guys like Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love who are valued higher um, than a guy like Trey Lance, which in my opinion makes no sense because Trey Lance, unproven, totally fair. Jordan Love, completely unproven. Kenny Pickett, completely unproven. We don't know if these guys are going to be long-term NFL starters. 
and they're going in front of Lance, who, by the way, is over a year younger than both of these guys, was a much better prospect, and just has the straight-up higher ceiling due to his uh, rushing ability. So for me, if you're going to be giving me Trey Lance in the eighth round of startups, that value is just way, way too good to pass up. And if also you can flip him for Kenny Pickett or flip Kenny Pickett for Trey Lance, flip Jordan Love for Trey Lance, I would be doing that every single day of the week. Now, my second and final buy low is going to be James Conner. And I actually think I talked about James Conner in an earlier video, probably pre-draft. Right now, he's going off the board as the running back 39, which is a uh, 14th round startup pick. I just think James Conner is like the perfect trade target for a contending team, a win now team. The Cardinals throughout the offseason have done pretty much nothing to bring in competition for James Conner. The current running back two on their depth chart is Keontae Ingram, who they had last year and had 27 total carries on the season. This Cardinals offense is not going to be good. Like Kyler, probably going to be missing a significant chunk of the season. I think they're going to be in a spot where they're really not trying to win a ton of games, especially if Kyler is missing a big chunk of the season. But that does not mean that James Conner cannot produce. Over the last seven games of the uh, 2022 season, once Conner got healthy, I mean, they just force-fed this man. And a lot of those games were where uh, Kyler was not the starter because he had already torn his ACL. So in those last seven games of 2022, James Conner averaged 17.4 carries and 4.9 targets per game. That led him to average 19.8 PPR points per game. So I think he's a sneaky contender who has legit RB1 upside next season, like a top 12 guy. And he's being viewed as a dynasty running back four. You can plug that dude into your lineup for one more year. He could be the difference between you getting second and, you know, winning that uh, dynasty championship. Now we're going to pivot over to some players I'm going to be selling high on or just selling in general. And the first one is going to be Jordan Love. He's being picked as the uh, quarterback 17, kind of mentioned him earlier, a six round startup pick. And Honestly, I don't know what else to say besides this ADP just seems wild. It feels like we're putting a lot of stock into someone that we really haven't seen anything from. And that's not to say that Jordan Love is going to be bad or he won't work out. But just compared to some other quarterbacks and their values, I just don't see how he is valued here as a six-round startup pick. You've got a guy like Daniel Jones who's going like a round and a half earlier. And obviously, you're going to have to pay up to get there. But Daniel Jones has proven he can be fantasy relevant and he was extended this offseason. So why would I be, you know, taking Jordan Love, I guess it's somewhat of a discount when I can just go up and get a significantly better option. So I'd rather pay up for a guy like Jones than take a shot on a guy like Jordan Love, or I'd prefer to wait two rounds and snag a guy like Trey Lance, who I've already talked about. I also think if you kind of want to play the game of unproven quarterbacks in like semi-unstable situations, just throw a dart on a guy like Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell who are going in like the double digit rounds. Obviously those guys don't carry the draft capital of Jordan Love, um, but still I think I'd rather just throw darts on those guys instead of spending a premium pick on Jordan Love who we really just have no idea what we're going to get out of him. I just think at this kind of ADP range, there are also just too many talented players at other positions like non-quarterbacks who I would just be way more interested in. Like just throwing out some names that are also going in this area on Keep Trade Cut, Nick Chubb, We've got Quinton Johnston, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Jamison Williams. Like, give me all those dudes in this range over a guy like uh, Jordan Love. Now, pivoting into my uh, next sell option, it's going to be Terry McLaurin. Right now, he is valued as the wide receiver 28, which is a uh, six-round startup pick. So kind of in a similar range here as uh, Jordan Love. 
And this really has nothing to do with the talent of Terry McLaurin. I think everyone can admit he's a super talented wide receiver. He is a very, very good wide receiver. And I think if he was in a better situation, he could be a guy who's a top 12 you know, wide receiver in points per game. But that's kind of been the story of his career at this point, the lack of good quarterback play. There's been a few of these guys where it's like they just go their entire career with just a kind of poor group of quarterbacks. Allen Robinson comes to mind, you know, playing with Bortles and then going to play with Trubisky just didn't work out. DJ Moore has kind of been in that same thing. Maybe Justin Fields is a guy to kind of turn it around. But there have been a few of these dudes who just get stuck in bad situations. And then Allen Robinson finally gets the good quarterback situation with uh, Matthew Stafford. And then it looks like he's, you know, kind of done. He's not the same guy that he was before. And so for Terry McLaurin here, he just hasn't had that guy who's really been able to elevate him to a high-end wide receiver two or a wide receiver one. In his four NFL seasons, he's finished between wide receiver 20 and wide receiver 30 in points per game. So very consistent, but consistently kind of like that wide receiver two, fringe wide receiver two territory, which is solid in your lineups, but that's not going to be winning you championships. And the problem here for Terry McLaurin is that after week one of the NFL season, he's going to be 28 years old, and he is still in a spot with pretty much a rough quarterback situation. Like personally, I like Sam Howell. I think he's interesting, but I also don't think we can be expecting him to come in and be like this stud, very solid quarterback in his first year as a starter. Like I don't think he's going to be the guy to take Terry McLaurin to that wide receiver one status. Maybe he can, but you know that's not something I'm going to be betting on. So with Terry McLaurin getting older and the fact that he doesn't have a great situation in sight here, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of upside where you're probably going to be getting a fringe wide receiver two for the next two, three, four years. And if I can pivot to a guy like Traylon Burks or Jamison Williams who are going in the same area, that's something I would totally do. And also you could kind of pivot back, get a veteran like a Calvin Ridley a Hollywood Brown who are going like a rounder more later and then maybe get something on top of it, which I think would also kind of be interesting there. So I'd either be looking to trade for a young guy in the same area or just pivot back to a different veteran. I think McLaurin's value is kind of inflated by just the fact that he's such a very strong wide receiver. Like he's a legit, could be a top 12 guy in a good situation, like I said, but unfortunately that's just not what we're dealing with here in reality of his career. So now the third and final sell option for me is going to be Dallas Goddard. And he's a guy that I didn't necessarily think I'd be selling. He's valued as the tight end seven in eighth round startup pick. And I kind of feel like tight end seven is fair for him here. I just think he's going to be a guy who's going to be a mid-tier tight end one for the next few years. I just think in general, mid-tier tight end one production is pretty overrated. So in Goddard's five NFL seasons, he hasn't hit 12 points per game. This is a PPR. He hasn't had a 12 point per game season. He's 28 years old. So I'm not really expecting him to take some massive leap. Like I don't think we're going to be seeing a 15 point per game season out of Dallas Goddard. I feel like we kind of know what he is. And I think he could potentially be like a 13, 14 point per game guy if he was in a different offense, but he's going to be the third option with this Eagles team behind AJ Brown, behind Devonta Smith. This Eagles offense is very efficient, but they're also not a team that's going to have a ton of passing volume. They were bottom 10 in pass attempts per game. And I'm just looking at some of these other players going in the same range. Guys like Calvin Ridley, Derrick Henry, Hollywood Brown, Trey Lance, Deontay Johnson, Geno Smith. Like I'd be taking shots on pretty much all of those dudes over a guy like Dallas Goddard. And I'd just be looking to kind of pivot and potentially buy low on a future tight end one option. 
I was looking at some of these other tight ends like Chig Okonkwo, Greg Dulcich. These are guys who are viewed as 13th round picks despite showing flashes their rookie season. So in general, I just think this idea of tight end one, mid-tier tight end one production is a little bit overrated. I feel like that's not really winning you anything, but he's still holding a lot of value. I don't see him taking that jump. So I'd rather kind of pivot and you know go for one of these younger dudes who I think in a few years could be giving you that Dallas Goddard production, that mid-tier tight end one production at a much younger age, or maybe those are the next guys to kind of take over and be the uh, future high-end tight end ones. So that's kind of why I'd be pivoting off of Goddard here. But those are going to be my buys and my sells. So I'm going to be buying Trey Lance, buying James Conner, and then selling Jordan Love, Terry McLaurin, and Dallas Goddard. Let me know what you guys think down below in the uh, comment section. But as always, thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.